your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 322 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off your next order. And we got a special treat for you guys today. Going to be teaming up with Sarah Evampato of Locked On Los Angeles Kings to kind of break down this Brian Lemieux trade. Of course, the Rangers sending Brian Lemieux to the Los Angeles Kings over the weekend in exchange for a fourth round pick in this upcoming draft. And just kind of talking with Sarah about the deal, trying to understand it from the perspective of both teams, and then just getting into some general hockey stuff as well. So without any further ado, enjoy our crossover episode with Sarah Evampato of Locked on Kings. So over the weekend, the Kings and the Rangers did a little bit of a surprise deal, uh, kind of shocking, not necessarily shocking, but we'll say catching off guard, uh, both fan bases in sending Brendan Lemieux to Los Angeles for a fourth round draft pick. So I'm here with John Schick of Locked On Rangers, who is going to give us all the details about uh, about this trade from the perspective of the Rangers, about Lemieux and uh, what he can bring to the Kings. Uh, so, so first off, was this, was this expected? Was he a player who you thought was maybe going to be on his way out of New York? Well, it's funny you say that because not too long ago, I actually did a couple of episodes where I basically just listed every player on the Rangers who I thought could conceivably, maybe possibly get traded uh, at or near the trade deadline this season. And I actually did include Brennan Lemieux on that list. Um, but I, it was a very broad list. You know, anybody who had any chance, any conceivable chance of being traded, I included them on the list. And with Lemieux, I mean, I think the long and short of this is it's just kind of become a numbers game with the Rangers because all of a sudden uh, the team is getting healthy, which is obviously a good thing. Artemi Panarin is back from his absence. They just had Phil DiGiuseppe today, uh, Sunday, come off, of the, come off of the COVID list, and he's played very well for them in a bottom six role. And, uh, you know, Brett Howden's going to be back in due time, and they also have Vitaly Krasov, who they took number nine a couple of years ago in the draft, and he's going to be making his debut in relatively short order as well. So uh, it got to the point where basically you have about 15 forwards for about 12 spots, and you don't necessarily, as a Ranger fan, expect to go on Twitter and see that Brian Lemieux has been traded to the Kings. So it surprises you at first, but then when you sit down and you think about it a little bit, it's like it's not really that surprising. You know, it does make some sense. Um, But I also want to get your opinion on this as well, Sarah. I I know we were talking a little bit off air about this. do you get this from the Kings perspective? Because I didn't really have them pegged as buyers per se, but I mean, then again, you're only giving up a fourth rounder. So, I mean, any thoughts uh, from you, uh, initial thoughts on this trade for Brian Lemieux here? Yeah. I mean, my first thought, and I'm pretty sure I like tweeted out my initial first reaction, which usually I don't do. Usually I try to like, you know, think over it for a couple of seconds, but my first reaction was like, why did we do this? Um, Because kind of like you said of how the Rangers, it's just sort of a numbers game of, you have too many forwards and he's he he was the guy who who got traded you know i feel like the kings are sort of in a similar position of they already have guys who are you know not in the lineup who maybe should be they have young guys in the ahl who are kind of pushing for time and pushing for a call up and now we have a guy who's just a guy um you know i i 
I, you know, it's not like Brendan Lemieux is a great power play player or a great penalty killer or, or whatever. Uh, so he, he I'm, I'm curious as to what he brings other than the whole like grit sandpaper, hard to play against thing. Um, and so I, I, while, while it's a thing that I don't like that part of hockey, I could do without. And I feel like, you know, if you have a skilled team, you don't necessarily need that guy on your lineup, but for whatever reason, it still sticks around and it's just the way that hockey is. Uh, and I, I think that the Kings maybe thought that they needed a little bit more of that profile of a player in their forward group. They have, of course, Curtis McDermott on the blue line, who is, you know, a little bit of the enforcer sort of role of, you know, not afraid to drop the gloves and not afraid to be, you know, very physical, but they didn't necessarily have anyone in the forward group who was like that. So I I can see it from that perspective and I can see it from a perspective of, we want to push the other young guys on the roster. We want to make them compete to, to earn a spot on, on, on this lineup. And so I, I can see it from that perspective, but it's still, even after having a couple of days to think it over, it still kind of makes me scratch my head as to like what what they're expecting to to get out of this. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by RockAuto.com. With the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning like? Is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. He is somebody, like you said, kind of the sandpaper, gritty type of player. Uh, Something you have to love about Brian Lemieux is he is more than willing to go out there and kind of stand up for teammates a little bit. I mean, there was an incident last year where, you know, Tom Wilson was basically doing Tom Wilson things against the Rangers. I don't think I really need to elaborate. I think everybody <laughs> listening to this probably probably has a pretty good idea yeah. of what I'm talking about. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and, and next thing you know, Brian Lemieux is dropping the gloves and he's fighting Tom Wilson. And it didn't really go that great for him, but it just kind of goes to show that that's the kind of guy that he is. Mm-hmm. You know, he goes into a battle that is probably going to be a losing battle, but he just does it anyway because he, he cares about his teammates. He looks out for them. Uh, I was talking a little bit about this trade, obviously, on my most recent episode. And one uh, story from last year that I that I forgot to talk about a little bit. Uh, there was a practice last year where uh, him and Kako stayed out on the ice after everybody had left, and Lemieux was actually kind of teaching Kako some fighting techniques. And um, and uh, so after that happened, you know, all the reporters were asking about it. You know, what, what were you guys doing out there? And Lemieux basically said, like, listen, I mean, hopefully he never has to fight, but there is some confidence that comes with knowing mm-hmm. that you can protect yourself out there if you need to. So that's the kind of guy he is. I mean, he's he does 
look out for his teammates. I, I do think he's a good teammate. He's also entertaining in a way that, um, you know, I, I think the best example of this is Ranger fans for a while were calling him Sean Avery Light, which I think <laughs> fits to, it fits to a T because, I mean, nobody is as ridiculous and over the top as Avery was. I mean, we could do a whole different episode and reminisce about Sean Avery. <laughs> but, but, but like... Yeah, but, like, he does bring that, you know, just that uh, mental game. You know, he, he will talk a good game out there. He will do some things to get under the skin of his opponents from time to time. Um, you know, there was a game, uh, actually, in the Rangers' very brief playoff appearance last year. They were playing the Hurricanes, and he was actually suspended for games one and two because of a, a hit that he made uh, just prior to the season being paused for the pandemic. But he's out there for game three, and I don't know what he said, but he went up to a player on the Hurricanes during a play stoppage, and the guy basically just, like, shoved him in the face and knocked him <laughs> to the ice. And so he drew, he got a power play for his team from that, and he was smart enough not to retaliate in that instance as well. So uh, he will be entertaining for you, I can tell you that. I mean, from the Kings' perspective, I don't know if it makes a ton of sense, given that I didn't really see them as buyers this year, but I'm sure you'll get at least uh, a laugh or two out of, out of Brandon Lemieux. And, again, he is a good teammate. I mean, that, that's the biggest thing I can say about him for sure. Yeah, I thought that, that bit about him and uh, Kako is interesting. And I feel like maybe there's some element of that, too, with the Kings having so many young kind of stars coming up into the lineup. And, you know, they when they cho- when they when they traded Kyle Clifford and, you know, obviously did not resign him in free agency or anything, they did sort of lose that guy from from up yeah. front because Clifford was kind of that guy. And actually, if you look at their stats from like this this age year of their career, Clifford and Lemieux are basically kind of the same player. Like statistically, they're kind of the same. So I, it, it fits a role that the Kings have pretty much always had in their lineup. And, you know, I, I whether he's going to be an everyday player or not, I don't know. But, you know, I, I that that is entertaining, that that aspect of him just kind of taking, you know, the young, young new superstar aside and, you know, giving him given some pointers on, on on the physical side of the game and and that so I, I I can see it it's still one of those things that yeah like like you said like I wasn't like not necessarily not expecting them to be buyers like I I thought that there was a possibility that they would make some moves just in a I feel like this season is a whatever happens happens kind of things it, it's not like okay. the obvious you know tank of we're going to be one of the last teams in the league but it's not a we have a clear playoff spot so I I feel like they're sort of in a position of Hey, if we get into the playoffs, cool, and we'll have we'll have some games to get under under the get some experience in the playoffs for these young players. If we don't make it, that's fine too. We don't need to gun for another top five draft pick because we're we're pretty well stocked in terms of, of prospects. So it was a little of a surprise, especially because the role that I thought the Kings would pick someone up on is they keep talking about wanting to get a younger defenseman who's in that sort of, you know, 25, 26 year old age range of has some NHL experience and can kind of slot right in. And so I figured that's what they would be looking for, if anything, um, and not kind of a, a fourth line forward. But um, it, it it does make sense when I when I sit back and think about it a little bit. Uh, but I also sort of feel like, you know, they, they had players internally that they could have just said, hey, listen, we need you to be even more of a pest than you already are. Do you want to stay in the NHL? Right. Go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I think that makes sense. And that's actually, you know, I was trying to get everything from the Kings perspective as well, kind of try to figure out what they were thinking in my most recent episode when I talked about this trade. But uh, I, I think what you said makes a lot of sense. You know, the Kings are in a place, they're not really that far out of the playoffs. I think it's like five points. Mm-hmm. And so this is a way to make your team moderately better. 
but not have to give away like a prospect or like a first round mm-hmm. draft pick for a rental. Cause I don't think that would make any sense for the Kings to do right. that. But I mean, Hey, this, this gives you a little bit of, a little bit more toughness and a little bit more depth. And, you know, he's somebody he'll go out there and mix it up. And uh, again, you know, he will stick up for his teammates and, uh, you know, play that, uh, that hard nosed style of play that, uh, you know, I, I guess it sounds like the Kings have been missing since Clifford move on, moved on. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it does sort of, it does sort of fit what I expected from the Kings of if they are going to go out and get someone, it's not going to be a pure rental. Um, Cause I know Lemieux has another year left and, you know, I, I sort of feel like if they're getting people, it's going to be someone who they want to stick around for at least a little bit. I know that for Lemieux's last contract negotiations, there was a little bit of a, uh, not quite a holdout, but it took a little longer to get a deal done for him than I think people would have expected. Uh, do you, do you have any, like, do you, do you remember what was going on with that and kind of any thoughts from what happened with that contract negotiation? I do. And we're, we're definitely on the same page there because, you know, going into the last offseason, the Rangers, between unrestricted free agents and restricted free agents, I believe there were eight. And, you know, you're looking at the list and it's like, okay, are we going to bring Ryan Strome back? You know, what's it going to take to bring him back? And Tony D'Angelo, that, that's a whole other story. But it, he, at the <laughs> time, it was like, it was kind of 50-50, do we bring him back or not? Um, you know, maybe somebody like Alex Georgiev or Jesper Foss, you're looking at this list and, and then you see Brian Lemieux and it's like, all right, well, you know, that shouldn't be too hard. I mean, he had never made more than six figures in a season uh, up until this season. And you're thinking like, okay, well, he's probably uh, due for, you know, a little bit of a raise and they'll plug him back in there in the bottom six. And, you know, he'll continue to do the things that he does. Uh, he's not going to give you offensive fireworks, but, you know, he is a gritty player, all those things we already talked about. And I figured it was basically a layup. And for whatever reason, uh, and, you know, I'm not in the room for these contract negotiations. It could be something very minor that's holding the deep, the, the contract up or, you know, whatever, some fine print. Uh, but I, I just figured it would be done really fast and really painlessly. And it just kind of went on and on and on. And it's like, is he, is he coming back? Like, what are we doing here? And then eventually, of course, he does resign. But then, you know, you fast forward a few months here and, you know, he's already at the door on his way to, to Los Angeles. And as far as, you know, the reason why the Rangers did this, I mean, we talked about the numbers game as well. I will say this about Lemieux, and this is a little bit of a negative. Uh, he can get himself into the doghouse a little bit because there's times where, you know, he does play with that edge and he will take a penalty that he just doesn't need to be taking. And, mm-hmm. and David Quinn is, is a big-time disciplinarian. He's not going to tolerate that. That happened a few times this year. You know, Lemieux will take a foolish penalty and then he'll be benched the rest of the game and or a healthy scratch the next game. So he can get himself in some trouble there. Um, but I think if you're a Kings fan, you know, you kind of just keep your fingers crossed. He just turned 25. You know, hopefully he gets more and more mature as he gets older. Hopefully he's learned from some of those mistakes and, you know, continues to play with that edge, but doesn't do it in a way that, that's going to hurt the team. So I, I think that'd probably be the biggest negative for Lemieux. Just trying to give all you Kings fans uh, the, the big picture here, the whole picture. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that, you know, that doesn't sound too far off from what I would expect from Todd McClellan too, of, you know, he, he is someone who has very high standards for his players and especially for the young guys who he, you know, is like, here's the way it is. Like you go and do it or you're not going to play in the game. And so I, I, he also has been sort of outspoken in calling out some of his players who have taken, you know, bad penalties, who have put the team at a disadvantage or whatever. So I, I think that if uh, Brendan Lemieux thinks that he, you know, he is going to be able to move on from that kind of coach, uh, he, he is mistaken because Todd McClellan, I think, is going to have the same sort of approach of like, listen, you go play your game hard, that's fine. But like, you have to know where the line is. And, and so exactly. that, that'll be interesting to see to see how he plays. Cause much like the Rangers, the Kings do kind of have a surplus of guys who they can slot back into that spot. So, you know, it, not, not that he's expendable, but if he doesn't 
live up to what McClellan expects out of him. Um, and, you know, I, the, it's one of those things I always wish I knew how much, you know, how, how, how in the coach was on any of these, these discussions about trades and, you know, what the coach really thinks of it. You know, you're never going to hear a coach come out and say, I don't know why we got this guy, but you know, yeah. it, it, yeah. it would be interesting to know what, what he thinks of it. But, but um, yeah, I think that he, he will find a very similar environment here of a coach who has standards and makes them known. And if you don't meet them, yeah, you're going to be sitting on that bench for a while. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline offers real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Once again, BetOnline.ag. We have been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Go to BuiltBar.com or to at Built Bar on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long dynasty and DFS leagues. Follow the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. I wanted to ask you about the fourth rounder as well. I mean, do you think that's about a fair price for Brandon Lemieux because I was talking about this as well and if you would have told me that you know the Rangers were going to trade Brandon Lemieux to Los Angeles or anywhere else uh they're going to get a draft pick in return what round is it going to be I probably would have said like fourth maybe fifth I mean it, it seems mm-hmm. about right to me about yeah. fair me uh, any thoughts yeah. on that is that too much is that too little or just about right for Brandon Lemieux yeah no I think that the, I wasn't I wasn't really surprised at that um yeah, it feels it feels just about right. I'm trying to see what the Kings gave, what Toronto gave um, the Kings for the Cal Clifford trade, but he was packaged in with um, Jack Campbell, so that won't really that's not really too uh, too enlightening. Uh, but you know, there were a couple draft picks in there, a third, two third round picks. So, I mean, that it kind of lines up of a fourth round pick for a guy who is pretty young, who is not totally established in his NHL career, but we know what to expect out of him. And, you know, the Kings had at, at this point, if Rob Blake starts trading away draft picks, like I don't, I, I don't really care, um, you know, because they have so many prospects and they have such a good like pool of guys, both who've turned pro and who are still in, in uh, juniors and everything that starting to give away draft picks for deals like this, that similar to when the Kings traded for Leah Sanderson um, with you guys, yep. like if it works, it works. If not, you didn't give up too much. Uh, so it, it's about what I would have, if he had given more than a fourth round pick, I would have been uh, maybe a little more annoyed, but it feels about right for, for the player that he is and 
you know, the, the, what he's going to be contributing. And also the fact that the trade market, no one knows what it's going to look like this year. And yeah, so I feel it's like it's just kind of getting really set hard. right now. Yeah. yeah. Now, one other question I had for you about Lemieux. I mean, obviously he is going to be a restricted free agent after next season. I mean, and we don't have a crystal ball. I mean, who's to know what the Kings roster is even going to look like at that point. But I mean, do you feel like he's somebody that they would keep in the fold as kind of, you know, the guy to bring the edge uh, to the rink every night? I mean, could you see him being on a King somewhat long-term after next season? Yeah, I think it's possible. I could see, I, I, I would see them probably, unless he comes in and really wows, which I don't really know that I would expect to happen. I, it probably depends on what kind of deal he wants to take. Cause I can't see them tying him up for a long-term deal uh, because they do have other younger players in the system who sort of fit that profile of, you know, kind of gritty agitator kind of player. And I'm sure they'd rather have, you know, their own guy who they invested in from draft day to, to, to now. Um, but, you know, if he's going to take another short deal, maybe uh, the Kings have plenty of cap space. So at this point, that's not, you know, that's not an issue. Um, and he is a player who, if things don't work out for the Kings, would be attractive to other teams because of that element of you want a guy on your roster who has that sort of physical edgy game. Um It'll be interesting. The Kings have also shown no hesitation in just not giving offers to guys who are restricted free agents who don't fit their plans anymore. So I think that, you know, if it would come down to that, I would hope that they would trade him before, uh, you know, they let him walk. But I wouldn't be surprised. I think it'll depend a lot on how he gets on with Todd McClellan and how uh, how McClellan finds a use for him in the lineup. And, you know, if they don't mesh, you know, I don't know that he's going to stick around. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it could be a situation where, like, even if we get to next trade deadline, it could depend on whether mm-hmm. the Kings are in the playoff space or not. Yeah. If they are, then, okay, let's roll ahead, and, you know, we'll talk to him about maybe an extension after the season. We'll see what happens. But if they're not really in the playoff chase, then who knows? I mean, maybe they flip them to flip Lemieux to some other team at that point. I, I feel yeah. like that's at least possible, too, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, even this season, if it, if they turn out to be, yeah. you know, we, we get a couple weeks into the future and the Kings have just really dropped out. They, you know, drop these games against Vegas coming up. like. He's someone who you could flip again. Uh, I, I have heard that the Kings are working on other moves and everyone is sort of speculating, you know, is this is this something that Lemieux could be flipped again later on in, in part of a different deal or something? Um, I know it's going to take him, I think, a week to pass quarantine and everything to be able to, to appear for the Kings. So we have a little while to figure out what's going on with him. But at this point, nothing would surprise me anymore just because I, I feel like once I, when I have it figured out what I think Rob Blake is going to do, he goes and makes a trade like this. So I, I, right. I've given up <laughs> uh, on trying yeah. to guess. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. And I figure I, I got to ask you at least one non Lemieux question while we're talking here, because <laughs> I've basically been talking anytime, you know, we do like a crossover episode with the other lockdown hosts. I, I tend to ask this question. Um, the schedule this year, obviously there's four divisions and every team in hockey is only playing teams within its division. And obviously that's been necessitated by the state of the world right now with, with COVID and everything. Um, are you enjoying the fact that, you know, the Kings are only playing division rivals this next year, or do you kind of miss, you know, playing rivals, but then also playing other random teams and, and basically playing at least one or two games against everybody around the league? I kind of miss seeing all of the other teams, um, both from a fan perspective and honestly, from a podcaster, writer, media person perspective. Um, I was just talking with another friend about how we have no idea in some ways what's going on in a lot of the other divisions because we don't right. have to see them. I, like, But I do like, 
you know, do I want to play Vegas and Colorado eight times a year? Absolutely not. But, uh, you know, there there is something to be said for getting a little more familiarity and the games have all higher stakes because you're all playing against each other and all of the points actually mean something. It's not like, you know, the Kings and the Rangers play and it's sort of like, well, you know, if we lose, we lose. It's two points, but at least it's not given those two points to a rival for the playoffs. Um, I'd like maybe, especially as the Kings are a team that have to travel, obviously a whole ton being all the way on the West coast, like some sort of hybrid between the two of maybe you don't play every other team in the league, but you play at least like half of the teams that aren't in your conference or something. So you still at least get to see some other people who aren't the same, the same sets of guys over and over again, but maybe you don't have quite a, quite as ridiculous of a schedule, but it's, it's been interesting. I'm also just real tired of Vegas and Colorado in San Jose and you know it's uh, <laughs> it's I, I'd like to see some new faces I think that makes sense I'm kind of uh in the same boat there I think I mean it's kind of like you know playing all these division rivals it's fun and I'm liking it for this year but I will definitely be looking forward to uh seeing yeah. the whole league next year I, I'm all for more uh division matchups during the course of a regular season but it's like anything else like if you just keep doing it and doing it and doing it it's not as much fun it's not as special mm-hmm. and you know this whole season it's you know Islanders Flyers, Islanders right. again, Bruins, Flyers, Penguins. And it's like, it's great, but it's like, okay, well, it doesn't really stand out anymore because this is all we're doing is playing division rivals. So yeah. I, I'm with you. I, I think it's cool this season, but next year, assuming we go back to 82 games, you know, I'm all about seeing the Rangers, you know, play everybody across the country. There was a point where I, I had, my family lives in Pennsylvania and I had to go home a couple months ago and I, you know, I was home for about a week. I'm watching TV, keeping up on hockey. And I swear that like, the Rangers were the only team I saw play because they played Pittsburgh a couple of times. They were on the net. They were on NBC or NBCSN a couple of times. They played the Capitals. Like I was like, Hey, why am I in Pittsburgh? And the only team I'm seeing is the Rangers. Like it, it was a very weird experience to suddenly be like, Oh, that's right. Like there's other, it, it's not just looking at the, the Arizona coyotes 14 times. It's there's other stuff going on in the other parts of the country that don't have anything to do with what the Kings are doing. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I can kind of relate to that because I actually went to college in Pennsylvania. And so, you know, that was before, you know, NHL TV might have been a thing by then. But even if it was, you know, the connection was never any good. They haven't perfected mm-hmm. it like they have now. And so it felt like the only time I could watch the Rangers is if they had a national game or if they were playing the Flyers or if they were playing the Penguins. And even then, <laughs> like I would miss, you know, I would miss like getting the Ranger announcers. I'd have to listen to the Penguin yeah. announcers. And, you know, the, I mean, all announcers are a little biased, but I feel like yeah. them especially so. And I'm just like, man, I, I need Sam Rosen and Joe Micheletti, or I might have been <laughs> still been John John Davidson at the time. But yeah, you, you do miss it for sure. Yeah, it's 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 always weird being like, oh, that's right. There's other teams. Yeah, huh. exactly. <laughs> well, thanks for uh, for sharing your thoughts on Brendan Lemieux on the trade for the Rangers. Any any last parting thoughts on on this deal? On what Kings fans should look out for for on the ice from Lemieux, or uh, any other words of wisdom as we uh, wrap things up today? Just have fun with it. I mean, he is an entertaining player. You do have to take a little bit of the bad with that good. But something else, I will make a prediction right now. Within his first three games with the Kings, Brandon Lemieux will get into a fight with somebody because he'll be looking to win over his teammates and just kind of uh, stir the pot a little bit and just get himself acclimated to these uh, rivalries out west.
I want to look up the King schedule because I can probably tell you the exact game that, that he's going to yeah. get in a fight in because um, knowing their schedule coming up, uh, there are some pretty prime candidates uh, on the agenda. Of course, the page isn't loading right now. Well, they play once he's able to like clear quarantine. I, I, there, there's two games against San Jose and two games against Vegas. And I think wow. those are probably uh, one of those games. Uh, he will most likely uh, drop the gloves in. I, I can almost guarantee that you are right. <laughs> I, I would bet money right now. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I bet betonline.ag might have that covered. <laughs> yes, yes. Good plug, well, good thank you. well, thank you so much for people who want to hear from, more from you or who want to jump on and hear your episode uh, talking about this trade. Where can they find you and your show online? I mean, anywhere you get your podcast, you can find Lockdown New York Rangers. And as far as on Twitter, at JChick17, or you can go to at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And uh, yeah, every time there's a new episode, I post about it. And how about you, Sarah, for any uh, Ranger fans or general hockey fans that might be listening to this, where can they find you? I am on Twitter at right said Sarah. That's W-R-I-T-E said Sarah with an H. Locked on Kings is on Twitter at Locked on LA Kings, uh, where I try to live tweet games and express my hockey feelings all over the Internet. So I am there. Uh, And of course, Locked on Kings is available wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Once again, a big, big thanks to Sarah Evampato of Locked On Los Angeles Kings for teaming up for this special crossover edition here today, just breaking down the Brian Lemieux trade and uh, getting into some general NHL stuff as well. And a huge thanks to you guys, as always, for tuning into the Locked On New York Rangers podcast, your team every day. If you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.